This week on Erotic Awakening, The Next Generation. Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Hi, Hi, Jim. Hello. We are sitting in studio today with the lovely slave Jim who just got done, not too long ago, putting together our new logo on the Erotic Awakening webpage and podcast. Getting a lot of positive feedback about that, by the way. Are you really? Absolutely. It is very well received so far. And I totally agree. I absolutely love Mm -hmm. it. We got new business cards with the logo. We got new t-shirts with the logo. We've got the Facebook page, I think, that we're putting the logo on, and the website, and all kinds of stuff. But we're still waiting for our first fan who gets that logo tattooed on their ass. There you go. Oh, I'll be getting a t-shirt that's kind of close. <laughs> no. No. Not really. Damn. Not really. The kind of <laughs> commitment that a tattoo shows for, shows for a 60-episode podcast. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. We do have some fans, though, that have written lately. For example, uh, Sir Spank from Italy wrote not long ago, and he mm-hmm. is going to take us up on our offer to join us at Cinco de Mayo. Right, so we're going to show him around and introduce him to some people, and I think that he said this was his first event, so that'll be pretty awesome. Yes, this is going to be his first big event, and uh, he'll have a fantastic time. Kinko de Mayo is a wonderful mm-hmm. event, and we will get extra special Tom and the whole crew of Kinko de Mayo to make sure that he has a good time. I think that'll work. Shouldn't be hard. No. <laughs> Also, we heard from... Well, we heard from Paco and Nina from Panama. I think we mentioned that last time around, too. So, you know, it would be neat. We've got... uh, We've happened to have some listeners from Denmark. Mm -hmm. And now we've got Panama covered and now Italy. Italy. So, it would be really cool if any listener out there were to call into that little voicemail number at the 206-309-0054 and say in your native language... You're listening to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn. Now, here's Dan and Dawn. That would be so awesome. <laughs> and if you could say that in Italian, we'll play it. Uh-huh. Or, or, you know, if you're a listener in West Virginia and you got a nice West Virginian accent. Oh, or... that would be cool. I like that Texas accent or something like that. Sure. That'd be awesome. Sure. So there's something our listeners can do to get involved in the podcast if they so choose. That's nice. pretty neat that you're on three continents already and just 60 episodes. That, and that's the ones we know about. That's the ones that like us. We may be on other episodes where they don't like us. And they don't <laughs> you mean other continents? <laughs> yes, other, other something. <laughs> now, we don't have a lot of time to be bantering around because we got stuff going on this weekend. A lot we do. Of stuff going we on do. This we're actually staying home this weekend, and we're still busy, busy, busy. Doing a little work here in the hometown. Mm-hmm. If you happen to be in Columbus, Ohio, this Saturday we will be... In conjunction with one of our local fetish shops, mm-hmm, the Chamber, we'll be holding sensual spanking, and they've uh, provided a space for us to hold that. We're expecting somewhere around twenty plus people to There's show up. Twenty that have RSVP'd, eighteen maybe's, and that's not counting who came into the store to sign up. 
So it feels like it's going to be a good crowd. Good deal. And is this a more um, a more open event versus like some of the parties? Yeah, absolutely. A good point. This is more for people that maybe you don't want to go to a party, maybe you don't want to go to a private residence, mm-hmm. and this is a public location, and it will be. Uh, very friendly to people that are new to the lifestyle. There won't be a bunch of nudity. There won't be a bunch of... Well, I I'm won't I'm hoping wearing... my butt's on display. <laughs> and I won't be wearing a shirt, probably. But beyond that... Right. You know, so very much a, a casual, relaxed, and great opportunity for people that are new to the lifestyle. That's a great point. That's good, because it definitely feels like there's not as many people my age interested. And I think, especially with it being down at the chamber and being in the short north, where there's like you know a really young crowd, I think that'll be a really good opportunity to kind of get the S and M community out there. That's what that's what, and that's what we're hoping for. Mm-hmm. For something a little more private, on Sunday we'll be holding a House Meta Master Slave chat here right. in Columbus, Ohio, and that will be at a private residence. At matter Our of fact, private residence <laughs> here at Podcast Central. There you we'll go. be holding that. And that has just been a fantastic time for us, for people that are involved or interested in power exchange relationships, to sit around and talk about power exchange relationships. And we usually have um, pretty good topics. So, I mean, we don't, like, set up a topic for the chat. But when we get there, it seems like people have topics that they're relating to at that moment. So works out really well. And we have a really good turnout. As we've mentioned on the show before, power exchange relationships can be rather tricky. Mm-hmm. So when you can surround <laughs> yourself with people that are in those kinds of relationships and they can relate to what you're talking about, it really makes it easier for you to figure out the day-to-day stuff. There's a lot of good books about master-slave relationships, but a uh, but what you get from a book and what you get from some guy sitting across from you is often a very different experience. It, it really is. And on the question and answer podcast, the question was... You know, our relationships hard work, MS relationships hard work, and we answered with a flat out yes. <laughs> That's why we have, you know, these chats so that everybody can talk about it and it makes it just a little bit easier when you know other people are going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And other than that, the only thing we got coming up is uh, we're heading to Maryland not too long. Yes. So we're going to the FSA. Mm-hmm. I forget what it stands for. Free Spirit Alliance. Thank you. <laughs> and it's their Beltane gathering. Yes, their Beltane gathering. And I think we're going, what, Thursday through Sunday, and we're going to be in a cabin, and it's on a big campground, and it's just going to be awesome. It's going to be sacred sexuality, rituals, and Babylon's temple that I want to try out, and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and uh, it'd be a great opportunity for us to meet some people that we know from sacred sexuality circles that we haven't had an opportunity to, to run into before. Right. They've um, been on some of the Kadishti list. Mm-hmm. So we've actually run across some of these people on the Kadishti list. We've chatted with them before, but not seen them in person. Plus, uh, Lee Harrington's going to be there, and I'm still a fangirl of Lee, so that's going to be awesome. Yep, it should be a great time. Some other fascinating presenters as well. And uh, we will, of course, take the old microphone along and Yay. try and get some interviews with some of these interesting people that will be there. Sweet. You guys will be gone for, it's like, what, almost a five-day event. It is mm-hmm. a it is. big, long event. Yep. And, um, matter of fact, we'll probably ask you for another recommendation for the uh, for an audio book along the way. And although this is not a geek podcast, <laughs> and we're not going to do another kinky and geeky, I have to admit, Ender's Game was a kick-ass Ender's Game was book. awesome. Isn't there a part two? There's 
more there was like I know Speaker of the Dead is a sequel. Um, that's what I want to listen to. Yay! I don't if, know if that's the next one in the series. I haven't read it yet. I stopped at Ender's Game. I mean, because it was just it was one of those books that randomly showed up in the junior high library years ago, and it was like junior oh, high. Oh. <laughs> yes. It sounded well, like it was on a higher level than that. Well, but eight hour drive. I don't know how much I count. I mean, yeah. I, I tried to read the entire library before, you know, I got out of there. So, but it, it was a good book. I'm trying it, to think what to recommend. It was indeed a good book. And uh, we actually posted on the Beltane list to recommend some books. And people mm -hmm. come back with some really interesting uh, love and relationship and sexual energy kind of books. And obviously... We are all about the sexual energy, but um, man, I wouldn't mind a, a nice sci-fi or a fantasy right. on occasion is a good one. If you would like to recommend a book for us, mm how's -hmm. that for a segue? <laughs> you can get a hold of us in a variety of ways, including emailing Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Or the got comment form on the webpage at eroticawakening.com. Uh, you guys also have your voicemail at 206-309-0054. Fet Life, Erotic Awakening, or Twitter, Dan and Dawn. So early in the show, Jem was talking about being in junior high. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I remember being in junior high. I barely remember being in junior high, and I have a better memory than you. <laughs> yeah. And Jen was saying how, you know, maybe sensual spanking would be good for the uh, younger crowd that may not be getting involved in some of the other stuff. So what we're going to talk today is, and there is a little bit of a gender gap just mm -hmm. here in the podcast studio. Right. For those that are listening and curious, Jem is 22 years old. I am 44 years old. And Dawn is... He's getting ready to turn 43. See, I was going to say 39. Oh, oh no. No. I, I'm proud of my age. I, I worked hard to get here. <laughs> and my understanding is, from what I've heard, there is a fair amount of people of a younger age, and we're going to have to talk about what that means in a moment, mm -hmm. that found it a little difficult to get involved in the lifestyle. And as such... In a lot of the major cities, we've encountered what they call TNG groups. And TNG group G, which stands for the next generation, which I assume is a play on the Star Trek <laughs> uh, name, is in, in general, and it does flex sometimes for different areas, but in general, you'll find the age range is restricted to 18 to 35. Right. With caveats. Right. So what, why, why are there TNG groups? What is the, what is the point? Well... That's a really good question. I mean, sometimes I do think that it sort of s segregates the, from, like, the bigger group a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, because I don't feel like I know the older community as well. But at the same time, it's a slightly more comfortable environment. Um, I know for me, um, when I was coming into the lifestyle and knowing, you know, my myself and knowing that this was something I really wanted to find a significant other to kind of look towards. I didn't really want to get hit on by tw guys who were like 20, 30 years older than me within range. <laughs> yes. Our relationship's not romantic, though. It's, it's true. 
for for listeners out there that uh, are wondering, hey Dan, what's what's the dealio? Are you uh, what do they call that when old guys hit on uh, robbing I'm, the cradle? Something like that. I know for women, it's being a cougar, but I'm not sure what midlife crisis. <laughs> midlife crisis. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jim's relationship with Dawn and I is a training master slave training relationship. We mm-hmm. do play together on occasion. Mm-hmm. The play can be sensual on occasion, mm-hmm. uh, though we do not currently have a sexual relationship in what normal people would define the term right. sexual relationship. Right. And that is unusual, I think. I think that most people, it feels like, or most people would assume that the reason Dan's got himself a 22-year-old honey <laughs> is so he can get some of that young thing. That's, that's what we used to call it in my days. <laughs> and it's really not. It's, it's very hard to describe what I have with the two of you, but romantic is not the word I would use at all. In fact, I'm actually on the market and trying to find a romantic relationship because I've been out of one for a year, and I'm finding that I miss it. Mm-hmm. And as an art artist, I, I miss it too. I was, it was definitely a source of inspiration. Mm, understandable. So does the TNG provide a more age-appropriate hunting grounds for relationships? <laughs> um, well, everybody I know is a lot closer to my age. Um, when I go to, um, we have like meet and greets at a vanilla space every month. And in general, that's, I notice for the most part, people are really in their 20s. Um. One of the downsides I do find is that the younger group seems to be more interested in very play-based relationships. Mm-hmm. And I don't find there to be, oh, how to say this without seeming offensive, um, I don't find there to be as big of an interest in DSMS. Mm-hmm. That's not to say it's not there, because I do have... F- some of my closer friends are interested in it, but we're a minority. And it can be very hard when you're looking for that in a relationship. I mean, wanting to have, you know, a, a boyfriend who also wants to be a dominant has been very difficult. And Well, one of my questions is, is um, how, do, how do you find role models if everybody is so new? And, and I've asked mm-hmm. this of other TNGers, too. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you find role models if you're so new into the lifestyle and everybody in the group is so new? I mean, when Dan and I started, mm-hmm. we were early 30s, so we would have fit into a TNG group barely. <laughs> and um, But we had the older crowd from in L.A., and we had, you know, some people that had been in this for, like, 30 years to, to look up to and ask questions of. So, how do the TNGers get that? To be honest, I mean, I don't really know. I mean, mm-hmm. what I was looking for, you know, some role models. I went outside that circle and I went to, was that like the submissive round table where I met mm-hmm. you and through you met Dan. And mm-hmm. that was how I kind of was able to get in contact and be able to find, you know, role models to look up to. But... I do feel that it is a little bit cut off and there aren't as many because it is hard with that age gap because I know there's, you know, a few 20 year olds who would really like to know, but then it's like, who do we look for? Well, there's not really anything in the thirties and okay, over forties, you see a small pile, but how do you approach them? Because 
there definitely is is that generational gap. I mean, when you walk into a room, I mean, you kind of you want to you know an icebreaker for us might be so. Played any Halo Three lately? Right. But so that's kind of that can be very hard. Some of us are geeky enough that that would almost work. <laughs> yeah, if and, and the geek communities wow or something like that that would have worked with us. Yeah, <laughs> use Halo Three as the example all the time. Exactly. Call of Duty would have been a little more yeah. up to date. <laughs> oh, probably, sure, I was sure. like, <laughs> but you know, and I understand what you're saying about not wanting to um, imply that not you know MS people aren't in the TNG circles or you know, paint a different picture than what it is. But, you know, when I look at our MS chats that we have at the house, the average age range mm-hmm. is of that upper, you know, from 30 plus right. sort of range. And as you've experienced, the deeper we, the more significant leathery type events we go to or the more MS lifestyle mm-hmm. versus a BDSM lifestyle, it does seem that the age range, the average age range is, mm-hmm. is higher. So even the event we just went to um, over the weekend, the, the average age was higher than what it would be around here. So, And I also found somebody that we've known for like 10 years that I was chatting with said, you know, Dan used to be so young. I just didn't know if he was going to make it as a master because he was in his early 30s. And he's like, he's come so far. This is awesome. <laughs> and I was like, wow. <laughs> early 30s. Maybe we did need a TNG group at that time. <laughs> yeah, well, that's certainly something that you and I heard was right. that you have to be at least 35 to be a real master. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the first things that I heard. And, I was, and, and at the same time, I don't agree with that. But at the same time, if there's... Uh, an, on um, one of the social boards like FetLife or Collar Me, when somebody mm-hmm. says, you know, they're 20 years old and they're a serious MS master, I pause. Yeah. You know, I, I think to myself, you know, what life experience do you have to lead a slave at 20 years old? Right. And, you know, if I have a 20 year old podcast listener that wants to tell me I'm wrong, call up and tell me. And we'll, as always, we're happy to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Again, we're not trying to tell anybody what the truth is this has been our experience though right right Right. so well (laughs) the one that said you had to be 35 that's who I was talking to over the weekend so it was really neat to to talk to him and him go you know I was wrong so you know Dan did a great job so that was awesome now I've heard one of the benefits and this makes sense to me about the TNG groups is that it gives you it gives people a safe a somewhat safe as any of this stuff can be, and we should talk about that in a moment too. It gives people <laughs> an environment of like-aged people and like cultural people, and it's kind of a feeder for some of the other groups. Now, you said for yourself, it led you to the submissive circle. It led you to service to House mm-hmm. Meta. Mm-hmm. Do you think one of the primary reasons that these TNGs are, or one of the benefits, I should say, is that it does, if people do want to expand beyond just play, it gives them the opportunity to find other groups. Oh, yeah, it does. I mean, it really does. I mean, because most of the time, um, members of the TNG group do end up being members of, like, in this case, the local group is, say, AIS. And mm-hmm. AIS TNG is just a facet of that. And events that AIS hosts are often brought up on the TNG mailing lists or at the meet and greets. And 
so that's a really big help because especially getting out to events and getting the chance to meet other people has gotten much better I think I I mean I noticed like the number of young people that came to Winter Wickedness Mm -hmm. just a couple months ago was a lot higher than it was just a year ago I was really surprised Mm -hmm. so I, I definitely think it's a way to sort of kind of help transition you from one group to another I mm-hmm. guess as you kind of get older and figure out that this isn't just a fad I really am interested in this and I want to you know make it maybe more lifestyle mm-hmm. now, one of the words that I backed off of using just a little bit ago was safe mm-hmm. do you consider the TNGs safe groups well safety can be a concern too because I mean we have had people often sometimes outside of the age group approach us and they think it's kind of like a sort of a swinging table or you know we're all we're open and available and Mm -hmm. so I mean that is that does pose a risk um usually we have you know a couple people who are willing to take them inside and be like no that's you know not the group that we're a part of so there is a level of safety in place well good good um so let's you know one of the reasons that I had a difficulty with the TNG groups personally is obviously because I'm excluded from the TNG groups. <laughs> and this is clearly about Dan's ego here, right? But I am too old to be part of this group, and, and therefore I'm excluded. Now, I know that some people have responded by creating old people groups. There's a, a group... Cobras. There's a group of cobras <laughs> up in... Kinky old bastards are something. But I know it's kinky old bastards <laughs> or something. <laughs> I love it. (laughs) You know, but the more I hear about it, the less that's an issue for me. And the more I understand the idea of a special interest group, right? Mm -hmm. So that I think I've gotten over. I think it makes sense from a feeder group perspective. You know you could get into it now because you could tag along with your slave that is a member. <laughs> yeah, we haven't had TNG exclusive parties since I've been part of this relationship, so that incident hasn't come up yet, where it's like, <laughs> okay, so the TNG's throwing a party. Do I invite Dan or not? Do, do we say she's ours so I can go too? <laughs> so there's, yeah, an inter- there's an interesting question for you. If, how do you feel about the fact that, now the, the local TNG group, and again, all TNG groups are allowed to make up their own rules. This right. is not a national organization. Just so happens the TNG groups happen to be all over the place. Mm-hmm. But here in, in Columbus, and tell me if I'm wrong, wrong about this, the, the local TNG group is 18 to 35. 19. About 19 to 35. 19. But if your partner is part of the group, then you're automatically allowed in. I think think that's the rule. I have been to parties where I know one of the other submissives um, dominant was present. Mm-hmm. Admittedly, he blends in very easily. So I don't know how much of that plays a role. Right. So. Do you think that's appropriate? Do you think that it should be a hardcore 18 to thir- 19 to 35 and that's the end of it? Or do you, do you care? Does it not matter to you one way or the other? To me, it really doesn't matter. I mean, we're all going to eventually be older than 35. I mean, I can't stop it. Um, I think, for me, it's okay as long as, you know, your partner who's older than the group isn't going around and 
acting like a dirty old man or well, that was woman? My, that was my question, and I don't mean to tag on when you're saying dirty old man. <laughs> I had the question before you said that. But, uh, Dan, how would you feel if you were the only one that was over 35 at this event and everybody else was in their early 20s? I guess it would really depend on, you know, how I was responded to, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, this is one of the things that I've taken personally in the past. When asked, well, what is the point of the TNG group? You know, for people to say, oh, because we don't want these, these old, dirty old men hitting on us. Right. And I feel like, wow, that's kind of pointed at me. Mm-hmm. Is my age, the number of years that I've been alive biologically, a classification for dirty old man? You know? Well, in my case, maybe. <laughs> no. But in general, I don't no. think so. Uh, you're pretty well respected in the TNG group. Uh oh. <laughs> I think it's really great, actually. And I think it should continue to stay pure and wonderful like it is right now. That would be called um, sucking up, I think. That's what we used to call it in my days, anyway. <laughs> I wasn't trying to. <laughs> oh, I'll take it. Trust me. <laughs> so, anything else, Dawn, on TNG groups? No, or, all, know? I know, all I know is that sometimes I'm concerned because I, I, I do get concerned about the role models just because I, I found them to be so important when we first got started. You know, people that I could talk with that had been in a while. But I also understand that it is a feeder group. Mm -hmm. So if they're still looking for role models, they are out there. Mm. So, um, but (laughs) I can say that I do see a very huge benefit to the TNG groups. What that is? What's that? (laughs) I have kids that are old enough (laughs) to express an interest in this. And if they did, that's where I would send them. Yeah. So to separate <laughs> the two communities. Yeah, that would be really <laughs> awkward. Exactly. So I have a hey, place you to go send play? them. Oh, look, the bench next to mom's open. No. Ooh. <laughs> Yuck. Coming up next week. Creativity, not compromise. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan. Bye, Joe. Bye, Jen. on Erotic Awakening, Free by White Knight, Strawberry Jam by Jerry Bradley, and Wanda by 31D1 is provided from the Podshow Podsafe Network. More information can be found at music.podshow.com.